Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. Hey Michelle. What's up? Happy fall. I know. Oh, fall, fall, fall. Beautiful. It's been so blustery and wintry mm-hmm. and rainy. Beautiful. And the colors of the leaves just... Oh, everything's golden and wonderful. So to kick off fall, we've made some pumpkin spice drinks. Ooh. Indeed. I actually haven't had any pumpkin spice coffee this really? year yet i know i'm like behind what's wrong with you uh, well i haven't been like leaving the house to have coffee ever so all right well i know it's sad that's okay oh uh, i feel like this pumpkin pie drink though could be used as creamer to mm, your coffee, coffee and that would be on point and delicious i bet it would be mm. i bet that would be they're very this is a very desserty drink Yes, it's very sweet. It's very heavy. So if you just want to like plop down, watch a a nice fall romantic comedy or something like that, the Thanksgiving parade or whatever. I guess that's in the morning, whatever with your children. I don't want to hear it. If you put coffee in it, it's fine. There we go. Yeah, Thank you, Caitlin. You saved it. <laughs> so what's in it? So I will tell you. <laughs> it's these things. It's three. It is three ounces of vodka. It is three ounces of pumpkin pie creamer. And then one and a half ounces of Kahlua. Uh, or three, as you did. I accidentally switched the creamer and the Kahlua, so I accidentally <laughs> put three ounces of Kahlua, and then I just put three ounces of the creamer. So it, it's so a little Kahlua heavy, but... We're just having the one drink probably here drink. today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then we topped it with some... Heavy um, whipping cream? Yep, heavy whipping cream mm. with some nutmeg and little cinnamon sticks and... There you go. You're ready to sit down on the couch with a blanket. There you so. go. Absolutely. How was your birthday? We didn't even ask. Oh, it was good. It was super mellow. Yeah, yeah. I just spent the day, like, in my pajamas. And did I buy myself lobster? Yes, I did. Lobster rolls for me? Yes. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> Michelle. I'm obsessed. I'm oh obsessed. So I bought more fucking lobster rolls. Right. Uh, Delicious? So, well, actually, they're sitting in my refrigerator because they come like frozen into a big block and oh. so they're still a little bit frozen so, so I'm you're gonna like, have them tonight tonight or tomorrow night Ooh. i know mm-hmm. you crack so, me up michelle i can't even dang bought myself a little birthday present <laughs> well good i'm glad it's ridiculous i don't know what to say it's like those darn emails they know me they're like Hey, we have a sale. Yeah, there's like buy eight get eight free. Come on, it's like practically free. Oh, that's free. actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just you gonna you gonna kick us off with like a fall story or something? Are you themed? No. Well, it happened in October. Good enough. I mean, let's roll. All right. <laughs> this story is about Hattie Stretz. All right, Hattie Stretz. It is October 12th, 2011. Okay. And we're in Seal Beach, California. So Hattie is 78 years old. Okay. And she went to the hair salon to have her daughter, Laura Webb, uh, to do her hair and nails. Okay. So her daughter is working at the salon. Mm -hmm. All right. She's going to get all fancy. Mm -hmm. Everything was fine and well, like... Like usual, and then a man walks in to the salon. Oh dear. This man is Scott DeCranny. 
And he is the ex-husband of one of the employees at the salon, Michelle Forner. Okay, but not the daughter of Patty. Okay. The two of them were involved in a child custody battle. Because they were divorced and now Mm. they're, you know, trying to get custody. Things get messy as they do. But that day, he didn't want to fight. He wanted to kill. Oh. Oh. He opened fire and (gasps) he opened fire killing Michelle. Oh, and then he just started to shoot every single person in the salon. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. There was a total of nine people in the salon that day. Oh. Hattie was standing by her daughter's workstation about to get her nails done. She got shot in the upper body. Oh, my goodness. At first, she did not realize that she had been shot. She states, I had this searing pain in my heart, and I looked down in my arm, and it was just hanging in shreds. <gasps> So the bullet entered her arm and then went through her left breast. Oh, wow. So she was kind of shot from the side Mm -hmm. then. Oh, my goodness. So then she slumped down and pretended to be dead Mm. while she was feeling someone right next to her. She states, I heard them take their last breath. I thought it was Laura, her daughter, but it was actually Victoria. Victoria Buzz was Laura's friend who also worked there. Oh. Hattie was the sole survivor of this mass shooting. (gasps) Are you serious? Yep. All eight people uh, passed away. Well, and probably the only reason she lived, I imagine, is because she played dead. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the victims were... Oh, wait a minute. Does that mean her daughter died? Yes. Oh. Her daughter did not make it. Oh, my God. So the victims were... To be like, were, just take me, whatever. Know, right? The victims were Victoria... Oh, her name's Buzzo. Sorry, there's an O at the end. I she see. was 54. Laura Webb, she was 47. Mm-hmm. And she actually got married five months prior. What? I know. Did you have to bring the most heartbreaking story? I'm sorry, I did. You know, I know, right? <laughs> I saw this happen in October. I'm like, wow, fall. And then this... And it just like, went downhill from there. Yeah. Lucia Condes, which is 65. Christy Wilson, 47. David Coet, And Michelle Forner. Oh. Yikes. I know. The man fled. The shooting... He didn't just immediately kill himself? Nope. He Whatever. left. The shooting lasted two minutes. So he killed two... He killed... Eight people in two minutes were shot nine. Um, The police were quick on the scene and actually found him just half a mile away. Good. When police got to him, he confessed to everything. Hattie was afraid that she also lost her husband, Tom, but he had just left the salon right before the shooting. So he dropped her off. Oh, and then left. Left and then the shooting. Yeah. It was not until... 2014, when the man pled guilty, but was not yet sentenced. Hmm. So this is happened in 2011. Oh, gosh. So three years until, until he pled sentencing. guilty. Wow. Not even sentencing. He just pled guilty. Oh, shoot. Hattie says, it's very frustrating, you know. He pleads guilty before everyone in court, and then we have to go through all this years. This case was bogged down in part of what's become known as the Orange County's snitch scandal. Oh. Which is the man's defense attorney, so Scott, found prosecutors and deputies illegally using a jailhouse informant to get evidence against their client after he already had an attorney. Oh. So they were illegally getting evidence, apparently. Seems like you could be able to talk to whoever you damn well please. Right? Please, excuse me, not plead. Good heavens. The judge removed the entire district attorney's office from the case, and then the ruling is under appeal. (gasps) So, 
Okay, I'll let you continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> the 4th District Court of Appeals now had to decide whether the DA's office should be restored as the prosecutor. Hmm. Patty did not want the death penalty. She wants him to be sentenced to life in prison without parole, so they don't have to keep coming back to the court. Yeah. She never believed in the death penalty and states, I don't think that really serves any purpose and it doesn't bring my daughter back. Oh, I know, Patty, right? gosh. So they did the appeal court, like, yes, uh, we will continue on with this sentencing. Okay. So, so it didn't just get thrown out and no. Denny's loose. Absolutely not. Well, that's you good say news. Denny? Probably. I say all <laughs> kinds of weird shit. Like, okay. I was listening to one the other day and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Quit getting drunk and get your shit together um, and say correct things. No, that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> so. That ship sailed a long yeah. time ago. That was episode 50, probably. <laughs> this is 82, Michelle. Oh. It was not until September of 2017. Oh, God. So, 14, so, 15, 16. So, three more years before uh, sentencing happened. Ugh, but that's a seems like a long time. It's too long. I mean, on one hand, you're in life in prison, so you know you're not going anywhere anyway. So who cares? But like you have to keep coming back. Yeah, it's having not having closure for the family. Exactly. Oh, so he was finally sentenced to eight consecutive life terms without parole, along with seven years to life plus two hundred additional years. Okay. So. <laughs> He's there for a long time. A long, long time. Victims' families packed the courtroom and read emotional statements. Uh-huh. You're worthless and I hope you rot, said one man. I want the worst for you each and every day, a woman also said. The defendant, Scott, listened in silence but tried to utter an apology but was quickly shouted down by members of the audience who told him to shut up. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. He was later given a chance to speak and apologize. He states, I am to blame for the total loss of self-control, and I am 100% accountable for my actions. With extreme remorse and incredible regret, I truly am sorry. A little, you know. I mean, it's something, I guess. It's something, but it's like a little too late, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean. A little too late. you know, scream into your pillow. Or something. Right. Like if you're super, I mean, I know that's super dumb, but there's other ways to get your emotions out. Exactly. Go to therapy, even. Killing too. everyone around you. Well, what do you think? He was just getting away with it and have custody of his kid? Yeah. Like if he really wanted custody of his kid, he would, you know, go through the courts and get visitation at least or something. Yeah. But now he doesn't get to see his kid at all unless he visits. Yeah. So it's. And hopefully he doesn't. Yeah. Or she. I don't know which. I don't know. It didn't say. Five years after the shooting, Hattie uh, did her first TV interview. Mm. The only noise that I can remember from that day is the pop, 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 pop. I have to tell you that this fifth year is the hardest year. I haven't seen her for five years. I haven't held her for five years. She was my baby. Isn't that heartbreaking? (laughs) I'm sorry. Hattie marked the fifth anniversary of the tragedy by spending the day with close friends and family. They visited the memorial that sits near the Seal Beach Pier to honor the shooting the oh. shooting victims. She says it was a reminder of the good in people. It was amazing, the outpour of love and affection for us. 
Hmm. Since that tragic day, Hattie suffered a massive stroke. Oh, but I know. I know, but listen, listen, listen. Okay, listen. okay. But she had two new grandchildren, and one of them was named Laura. Oh, after, okay. I know, after her daughter. And she also had two new great-grandchildren as well. So October now, 2021, oh, this wow. past okay. month. Ten years later. Yep, it has now been ten years since the shootings. Dozens of family members and friends gathered to mark the 10th anniversary of the worst mass shooting in Orange County history. After the memorial, they walked to Seal Beach Pier with small candles and remembered the lives of the lost by tossing flowers into the ocean. Oh, that's beautiful. I know, right? Bethany Webb, which is Laura's sister, states, It's not like it feels like 10 years ago since I saw her or hugged her. It feels like yesterday. It's like time stopped and you're trapped in this time bubble. Mm. Bethany also got a portrait of Laura as a tattoo on her. Oh, wow. So Hattie is still, you know, there and she has another daughter. She has two new grandbabies and grand great-grandchildren. <sighs> uh, mm-hmm. Good job, Hattie. I know. I would just be like, I'm done. I'd be like, dude, I'm over here. Like, I mean, of course, she was probably hoping that her daughter had made it. Absolutely. She was just trying to survive long enough probably to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. And it just shows, like, she, Hattie was the oldest person in that You never know. And exactly. And that's the thing about all of these survival stories is just every story is just so different so unique and so tragic in their own way but these survivors you know continue on and i mean luckily they do grief and you know hopefully try to find a good outlet but they're super strong yeah and that's what i've seen with all these survivors after like 82 episodes it's just like they they strive you know well it's like they just come rearing back i mean it's not even so much that they like barely survived yes that happened but there's mm-hmm. this like force behind them mm-hmm. that they're just like fuck all of you like, i'm gonna survive yeah exactly it's so crazy oh and the fact that she didn't like realize she was shot until she looked down and then she's like i feel pain now because like it's just i've heard that the happens body. oh i know like the fact it can put you in shock like nothing yeah and, you can't feel anything and, and yeah like help make you numb or tuck away a painful memory until right. you're ready to deal with it mm-hmm. or oh my goodness that's crazy that is crazy Ugh. but it's nice to see that the community there was a lot of people there to you know be there Support at the memorial her. yeah be supportive and also the victims families you know it was a huge impact on that community oh I yeah mean, well, you just, you know, it's one of those places, again, you think you're safe, and then that safety is just torn from you. I know. It's Ugh. so crazy. Ugh. People are jerks. People are jerks. Well, my story is not about jerks. Okay. So That's good. Should we rock and roll into mine? Yes, we should, because we need a little bit of a light. I brought yeah. us down. I'm sorry. We need some inspiration. Yes. At the end of this. Well, Hattie gave us some inspiration. She did. Okay. She's a strong, well, well strong. put, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Michelle. It, it's all yours. Please. Well, what? Should we do like a shot or something? I don't know even know if I can finish my drink. It's so rich. Well, what do you want a shot of? You can turn around and... Let's see what you got. Do you see that the peppermint is back in stores? The mm. peppermint vodka? Oh, and you got the peppermint rum chata yep. there? Fuck yeah, I do. 
No, I'll be okay. Okay, maybe a peppermint rum chata. You want the, okay. Is that okay? Absolutely. Brick time. Okay, shots done. We're ready. All right. Well, we got yeah. little sippers. Yeah, we got little sippers. This uh, peppermint bark rum chata mm-hmm. is delicious, as it turns out. It's very tasty. Mm-hmm. You only need a little bit, though. Like I said, everything in the fall, like peppermint, pumpkin, apple, it's so rich and heavy. Yeah. So, you, you gotta just be... Need- uh, you just need a little bit. You need to be sparing with it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, agreed. All right. Well, in, you know, this fall sort of wintry drink, yeah. I have a fall sort of wintry story. I like it. So. All right. It's more wintry, I should say. That's Less fine. fall. Because <laughs> we're works. in the snow. Okay. <laughs> like, oh my God. So we are in the Arapahoe Basin Ski Area. Oh, wow. In okay. Keystone, Colorado. And we have Mickey, Mickey Wilson, who is skiing with a few friend of his. Mm. A few, oh, good God. Sorry, girl. I was there. I was there. (laughs) A few friends of his. So he's got Billy Simmons, Hans Mueller, and another friend, Richard. So they are pretty much just hit the mountain and are on the chairlift when all of a sudden they hear the scream. And they're like, what the hell is that? So they look around to investigate and... They see on the chair ahead of them that their friend Richard is no longer to be found. Like, he is not on the ski lift anymore. Oh my and gosh. they were like, what the hell happened to him? Because he seemingly vanished. So they sort of walked towards the source of the scream and they found all these skiers sort of pointing up at where the chairlift was. Uh-huh. And they see their friend... Hanging <gasps> off of the chairlift completely. Oh my gosh. They were like, oh my God, hands yelled out. And so what had happened was when Richard had tried to jump off the lift, mm-hmm. as you do, you know, the the lift comes up to where you stand okay, up. Okay, so he was there to jump off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he was riding the lift to the yeah. top of the mountain. He got to the top. He went to stand up and sort of slide away or ski away as you do. Uh-huh. But his backpack got stuck on the chairlift and so it got all tangled up and then the sort of the chairlift went around dragged him along the whole way and then headed back down the mountain oh my god so fortunately the lift operator kind of saw what was happening and was able to stop but what happened was the backpack as he fell got tangled around his neck <gasps> And so he is over 25 feet up mm-hmm. in the air, hanging by his neck, like suffocating to oh death. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. It was like, oh. So the friends kind of got together and they tried to build this sort of human pyramid uh-huh. underneath him to reach him. Okay. And um, by this point, he's now completely unconscious. So he, is it still moving or do they stop it? No, they stopped it. So the lift operator had seen this man in distress. Yeah stopped it but now he's like dangling 25 feet up in the air oh my gosh so they try to get to him but he's just too he's too high up can they like do reverse and like have it come back apparently not oh my gosh i know i was like like, or just go down but i think it's a long too far to go back but if he does reverse yeah it shouldn't be well it says nothing about reverse here so perhaps they don't have a design flaw I'm patenting it now. I'm going to make a new... (laughs) It's got a reverse button. Exactly. Save everybody. It's probably exactly what they need. Right? 
Well, now we're going to have to look into the schematics of ski lifts. I know. So I hope you're happy about we that. We claim it now, guys. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we're going to do it. <laughs> is it? No. <laughs> you're going to have your your drawing for it, and yeah. it's going to have a reverse button. <laughs> That's all I was going to say. Yeah. Reverse. Done. I fixed Done. it all. Okay. So back to poor Richard yeah. hanging. So unconscious. He's unconscious. Okay. Yeah. They realize like they're not gonna be able to get to him. Mm-hmm. Mickey Wilson sort of jumps into action. Okay. And so he like tries to go to the beginning of the ski lift and get up onto the actual cable. Oh my gosh. That the, uh, the, ha- the chairs are on? Yes, thank okay. you. <laughs> the chairs are hanging. I was like, I can't think of the word for chair. Oh, dear. And it turns out Mickey is a professional slackliner. Oh. So, which is essentially a tightrope yeah. walker. <laughs> Though he did not tightrope out there. I don't want to, like, oh, okay. lead you to believe that he, like, like ba, ba, ba. yeah, scaled right. out there. But what he did say is that it helped him handle the height and the balance. Okay. But he did have his ski boots on and stuff. So what he ended up doing was straddling the cable that okay. the chairlifts were on. And he used his hands to sort of pull him out to where the chair was that Richard is dangling from. Okay, yeah. So, so he's hanging down. Yeah. Like a and koala or whatever. Exactly, yeah. And, or a sloth, whatever. Yeah, I mean. and is making his way out there. Okay. And actually, he wasn't concerned about himself falling at all, mm-hmm. but he was very much concerned about Richard falling. Absolutely. Because he's, you know, again, unconscious and is 25 feet up. Oh, my god. <laughs> so, and he realized it's like, this is life or death. Yeah. This is, we got to save him or he's not going to make it. Is there a picture of him dangling? Yeah. You see him? <gasps> Poor guy. Like, and you can see the little backpack strap. Like, Could you imagine the people sitting there just watching and yeah. stop? Like, what are you supposed to do? You can Well, and they tried. They tried to get him from below. And look at these poor guys yeah. who were skiing, like, on the one below him. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Mickey ended up sort of getting down into the chairlift that uh, Richard was hanging from. And he swung a leg over the cable and sort of attempted to drop down, like, Okay, on the chair. Onto the chair. Okay. But as he did it, his jacket sort of got caught on the footrest. <laughs> I know. So apparently these are the most tangleable yeah. <laughs> chairs ever. Oh, goodness. He had to like slide the footrest down and do all this sort of finagling before he was able to get his jacket free and get himself down into the chair. But he was okay. able to do that, fortunately. That's good. So he was like, oh my God, there's going to be two of us hanging from this damn chairlift. So now he's standing on the chair. Okay. So, um, and he's kicked down the backpack and vain, he was like just trying to break the strap of the backpack so he could like fall into rescuer's hands. Mm. He He's like trying and trying and he's not able to do anything with the oh. backpack. And so poor Richard's just flailing around. So someone from the ski patrol actually threw him up a knife. Oh, wow. And okay. so he was able to sort of lean down and slowly slice away at that backpack strap. He finally got it and poor Richard... Just Just fell like a bag of bricks. He uh, plummeted 10 feet into the powder below. And the ski patrol was like immediately there and able to perform CPR on him like right away. Good. So he had been hanging for over five minutes (gasps) by the time. That's a long time. It is a long time with no air. So they skied him down to an ambulance and then uh, Mickey just rode the chairlift. They started it again and... 
He just wrote it down to the bottom. Wow. So that night, Richard actually called Mickey from the hospital, and he really couldn't say much because I guess his trachea was completely bruised, and he had a broken rib. But he was able to thank him for (laughs) saving him, and Mickey was like, no problem, bro. (laughs) It's what I do. Yeah, that's just how I roll. He's like, I always wanted to climb up on one of those things, so, you know, I guess thanks for the opportunity. Uh, so, but what he did say, Mickey did say, is that it made him sort of reassess his daredevil life Mm. because he told Richard, it's like, man, maybe you saved me because it made me realize there's a lot of things that you don't, you can't control and there's a lot of dangerous things that he does. So, okay. He's going out there being a little bit more careful than he used to be all due to his poor friend Richard. Man, that poor guy. He's <laughs> just like, thank you. I know. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> poor little Bruce Trachea. He probably had crazy bruise oh, marks. I and could even imagine. Like, almost like rope burn marks oh, around his. Just hanging sad. there. Ugh. And especially, like, also to the people watching, like, who can't help. You're just stuck there, like, ah, we're like watching someone sens- die. That is exactly. Oh, what a nightmare. Nightmare indeed. <sighs> Well, I don't know. These stories are totally different, and I, I don't know how to feel anymore. And oh, I'm sorry, Caitlin. Okay. Again, survivors survived at least, you know. Yeah. But... Well, and well, we know that Mickey Wilson is out there not making such crazy decisions. But he's saving lives. He is saving lives. He's bum, saving bum. lives. It's got a picture of him. Like, like here we go. Let me see. Well, here's Mickey with his slack line. He looks cool. Ugh. Like I feel like I could get stoned with him. Yeah. We'd I've, probably like be hanging out and maybe high five. show you a slack line and be Hell like, try yeah. it, Michelle. Would you try it? I would, and I would get approximately one foot and then immediately fall, I think. I want to try a slack line. That looks like fun. It would kind of be fun. I would probably, you know how they like Bounce sort of start bit. swinging? Yeah. Like that would be mean because I would be losing my balance. <laughs> But, like, if I was there in that situation, like, I wouldn't, I mean, physically, I know my strength, I couldn't Oh yeah. shimmy out there. Like, I would just feel so bad that I couldn't do anything, I, I would guess. be like, uh, uh, trying to get up and right. then being like, well, fuck, now my friend's dead. I know. Unless it was you there, I would find the strength. Oh, my gosh, thank you, Michelle. Adrenaline would just pulse through me and I'd be able to, like, jump up there in a single bound. You just tear and, down the whole line? Yeah. Just... I'll save you, Caitlin! <laughs> Well, thank you. I feel I feel honored. If yeah. only they had a reverse button. It's still in the works. If only they had senior schematic. With the button that says reverse on it. It has an R. Oh, my God. I'm, like, crying a little bit. I'm a little punch drunk, I think. But that's I a think. serious question. If he wasn't that far from, you know, the other, like... Yeah, it seems like they could have just backed it up, and then he'd be on the ground again. Right, and they could just undo it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not... I've never skied or snowboard or snowboard in my life, so I, I'm not saying anything. Oh. I can't say nothing. One of my first survival stories came out of skiing. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. I took this, like, bunny... Well, like... It was a beginner's class. Yeah. But, of course, it was all adults, and we're all lame standing there. I must have been, like, 18 or something. Mm. And there's this poor woman who's like, I don't want to be in these classes. My husband's making me. I don't want to be here. And I was like, 
girl sane. (laughs) (laughs) But we go through the class and then there's a rope toe that you like hold Mm -hmm. and it takes you to the top of this like the smallest hill ever. I mean, it's probably got a grade of like 1%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she came down. She and there was like a line waiting to go up the hill, but she just came flying down this hill and I was in the front of that line and she knocked us all over. Like, oh, no, oh, she ran over my leg <gasps> with her skis. I had a welt on my leg that was like the size of a dollar bill. Oh, she just took you out. Yeah, she took me out. And my friend apparently was going on this ski lift and uh-huh. saw the whole thing and was like telling me the story of it later and was like cracking up. She's like, he took you down. She's like the worst. I was like, yeah, I know. I've got this giant bruise. Did you actually go down the hill? Yeah, like an awesome person. Did I go down any others? No, we don't need to get into that. Did you do it once or a few times? Like three times. Okay, and And then you got hit, and then that was it? Oh, yeah, I had gone down one time, got hit, had to take a breather in the lodge for like two hours, and then I went back. Well, you went back. That's good. Went back out after that. Oh. So, barely. (laughs) Barely. I'm just not a good skier, not a good snowboarder. I mean, I feel like I have... Well, never mind. I don't have a good balance. Maybe. Oh, mm. Mm. I have punched I myself so hard in the face. Like. What? Yeah. Because I like when you're snowboarding, if you catch an edge, you go down fast. Like oh. you go down fast and hard. And one time I like threw my hands up to kind of block my fall uh-huh. and I just punched myself. <laughs> just like knock yourself out. Practically. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And there was one time I like caught an edge and I fell backwards and I hit and it was icy. Yeah. And I hit the back of my head so hard I swear to God I gave myself a concussion. Oh my gosh. It's like maybe this is not my sport. Yeah, you're not making you're not selling it really well for me. No, nor will I, because I'm terrible <laughs> at it. <laughs> All right. of my stories about snowboarding and skiing are are vaguely similar. Okay. Right. It's good to know. Roll in injured at the end of the day and want to murder everyone. Sounds like a good yeah. time. All right. Well, well I'm a terrible snowboarder. Uh, we learned something <laughs> new about Michelle. I feel like everyone probably knew that already, though. Just going in. <laughs> they just had that sense. Well, uh, good job, Hattie. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Richard. Nikki, Saban, oh, yeah, Richard. Richard. Yeah. Also, Richard for not dying. Yeah. Well done. Well, I'm surprised, like, because when they got him down, they did CPR in the snow. So I'm guessing the snow was pretty packed down and hard because you need a hard surface to, you know. Yeah, he probably, like, broke through all the very powdery, fluffy stuff oh. and, like, just got immediately down. Oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> they probably had a lot of life-saving implements yeah. there ready to go. I'm sure. Well, good job. Yes, Ugh. like you said, and uh, it's a shorter episode, but that's okay. I mean, yeah, I know my story was super my short. Sh- I mean, mine was short, too, so. I'm going to go home, take a nap. Oh, Well, nice. what time is it? It's 4.15. Yeah, nap time. Nap time. Otherwise, I'm going to go to bed at, like, 7.15, and that's not good, either. Fair enough. That's, yeah, <laughs> I hear ya. I went to bed All at right. 7.30 the other night. 7.30! It's that age thing, I guess. Okay, <laughs> F yourself. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, you turn been... 44 and you can't stay up after 9 anymore. Past to eat. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, girl, it was 7.30. You, right. were, you were up at 5 working hard. That's right. I was working very it. hard. Yeah. Those damn bees, they better appreciate it. Save the bees. They probably do. They're like, they yum, do. yum. It's so delicious. <laughs> 
I'm gonna keep that down bite <laughs> forever. Yum yum. So delicious. All right, we have to go now. All right, thank you all so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, yep. Yeah, all those. <laughs> Boom. Uh, thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye bye. Okay.